Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me, a song from a room. That's what songwriting's all about. Yes. Words. No. <laughs> and back to song, or to start on to songwriting. Mm-hmm. We're in the apartment of Gio uh, in Spanish Harlem, and we're talking about words. So you feel uh, words are important to you? Oh, hella. 100%. Yeah. I mean, um, so I study philosophy. I study philosophy. And uh, one of my favorite areas of philosophy is ordinary language philosophy. And... I guess like the overarching thesis is that like a lot of issues in in philosophy, a lot of like intellectual issues, come up when we like just forget what words mean in their ordinary usage. Um, so philosophers debate all the time about concepts like beauty or justice or knowledge, but we just you know really what's happening is we're just letting our words carry us away, and we think we're having debates or we think we're disagreeing over something fundamental, but we've really just like refined uh, like what we mean, you know. So. Yeah. And I like it. I mean, I love it, especially living in New York City um, and having like an ear to like the ordinary language shit that people use all the time, like on the streets. Yeah. Like I hear crazy, like um, somebody put on a, a good song and someone else was like, oh, fuck, why is this fire, though? And like that was like it's such a profound philosophical question. Yeah. Why is um, this fire? Why is this fire, though? And like they <laughs> phrase it as a question, yeah. to, though. They could have just said this is fire. Yeah. But like they phrased it philosophically yeah why yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like a normal reaction nobody questioned it yeah or like when you're in line at like the store and they're like you know what would you like to order um here and in boston especially they're like uh it's just normal for people to be like can i get a fucking uh yeah let me fucking fuck yeah, yeah, yeah it's like you don't even think about it it's yeah. part of the language it's beautiful i think I, that's endlessly fascinating to me yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm a very profane person when I, I want to be, I guess. <laughs> I try not to be, but I am. Yeah, you know, no, I mean? it's, just, it's like, my default skin. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, I sound, I'm just... That's how I know I'm relaxed, is if I can... Uh, yeah, when I start, <laughs> like, kind of cussing too much at work, I, I like, I'm like... Oof. Yeah, put a stop to it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm in an office now. I've mm-hmm. worked in restaurants for so long, and you know what I mean? Yeah, just 100%. Like, That's why I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get a professorship, um, so I can just teach however I want. You know? Yeah. I, I've taught, like, kids before, and I don't like it. I like so, teaching college. So you wait. So you you you've taught like uh, high school education or elementary? Um, not high school, not high school, but middle school a ton. I've taught a lot of things. Um, I've taught like in college. I've taught TAing. I've taught in prison. I've taught like I did like actually I did a course on comedy for like senior citizens. Um, it was like an initiative, like just make up your own course or whatever, and like senior citizens can can pay, whatever, and just take these courses. But I taught a course on comedy in America. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. like like the history of comedy. Or? Like the history. I don't know. I guess for me, it's like the philo- philosophy. I just like comedy so much. Yeah, you said and there's just so much about it. So we did a class on animation. We did a class on Saturday Night Live, stand up versus like visual comedy. And old, um, old people you know. go to it. And yeah, and we did a class on memes, and they like they shat their pants. Finally, it what is crazy. a meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been crazy. <laughs> They've been like. They they lost their minds because I also showed them like Tim and Eric and like experimental comedy mm-hmm. and they were very perplexed. You know? <laughs> Philosophy has been your pursuit. Teaching has been your pursuit mm. your whole life. And then in the singing and mm. the songwriting, 
so you when you say you you like currently still study professionally or, or I mean academically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're uh, in the pursuit of it professionally. Yeah, yeah. The goal is to get like a, a tenure professorship at some like community college, something off the bat. That's just I guess steady money. That'd be great for philosophy, and then I can focus on making art because mm -hmm. the, the schedule is mad flexible, and you know you get summers free, and you're just talking to a bunch of fucking like eighteen year olds about like philosophy shit that already stuff I'm already interested in. So. Yeah. My, yeah. I mean, my philosophy knowledge stopped that I know mm -hmm. that I know nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I guess that's it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it ends there. <laughs> yeah. Were you studying philosophy when you started? Do you feel like writing songs, or when music came along? Or when I've always, it... yeah, no, I've always been writing songs. Um, okay. And intellectually curious. Um, Wait, yeah. How old were you when you first picked up the guitar? Um, I think eleven. Eleven. No. Yeah, okay. about eleven, eleven, twelve. Um, it was in middle school. We had um a uh classical guitar curriculum you know like they do bands yeah um so we had like guitar ensemble okay so, um, you've so been, i took it for two years you've been doing those um, finger pickings the whole time right that's what i came up on that's great and um after that it stopped um because my my new school didn't allow or didn't um, not allow um, they just didn't have it yeah they didn't have it um and so then i got into jazz band i got into the bass guitar Hey, I played and, bass and jazz band too. Yeah, for real. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a hard fucking role, dude. Ja the ba jazz bass is crazy. Yeah. I know. I played the rhythm guitar. Yeah, and okay. I showed up high like all the time. <laughs> and because um, there's nothing. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah, you're just it's playing like chords. <laughs> yeah, and like on a guitar, it's the chords is just what number, what and, line fret are you? And, and high school like, jazz band is just like blah, it's, it's blah, not real. It's not blah, real. Blah. No, but the jazz bassist must be going crazy. That's that's you carry the whole ensemble on your back. I, I liked that's, it till I actually had to read. And yeah, then, and I don't even know how to read music. Bro. Yeah, that's the thing. My, I, my my reading sucks, but with yeah. with the jazz bass, there is a lot of chord, you know, like like chord charts, which right. was nice. It taught me more about music than anything else. I mean, you can really do anything you want with the. You just got to make it to the next chord. No, nah, bro, you gotta. Well, you, you gotta, gotta when you're walking it. So I don't even I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about because I don't do anything like that. That's got to be like an entirely different like geography mentally, like. But my understanding is you're saying walking it, right? You're just yeah. moving along the scales. Yeah. In a way that fits with but, the chord progression. And but you can you got all these rules that you know and you're not really breaking mm -hmm. them. You can like change the scale in your head to get there. And that's kinda mm -hmm. like where the chromatic stuff comes along and that mm -hmm. uh you know, because you got you've got the the standard seventh chord and then you've got the pentatonic blues or mm -hmm. the you know, standard seventh scale, then mm -hmm. you got the pentatonic blues scale, uh, and then you got, you know, whatever chord you're playing in and whatever chord you're getting to it's like live i don't know it's like i imagine you're driving a, like a really big truck and like you have to just constantly be making these decisions about which direction to go into the whole key is to think and let go at the same time right think and let go. okay okay you know i mean that's what it's like when you're soloing or when mm. you're when you're when you're playing you know a jazz bass i think it's this it's kind of the same thing where you're like conscious and and trying to make a conscience of of the key and unconscious of it at the same time or, i got you yeah, I don't know. It's just the jazz bass is a lot of responsibility for me. That's like yeah, no, it is. You carrying the whole thing. It's like, the, it's like a jazz pianist. Or I mean, like a, a drummer. Dear God. Like I said, I only did it at high school, so mm -hmm. <laughs> never made it. Never made it to any big league or even college. You know, Eric Andre is a bassist. He came up and um, that's what he did for college. I think he played oh, really? bass. Yeah, before he did comedy. That explains why he's such an improviser. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he just dives into the shit. No, I'm big. I'm big on that kind of stuff. Though I'm big on the experimental. The Tim and Eric and the. You know, I guess that kind of music as well. Yeah. Um, so, what kind of music would you equate to that? Um, you know, like freeform stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess 
because those are adult swim shows, I have to associate it with like the indie rock crowd, with like Flying Lotus, that oh, yeah. kind of genre. Mm-hmm. But you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I don't know. There are a lot of like shocking, gory stuff that they do. So maybe um, some like noise music, punk music. Um, I don't know. But again, Adult Swim does all these things. So they have the the Adult Swim singles. So but, but, okay. So back uh, back to you though. Yes, please. This is this isn't an Adult Swim. Nah, uh, no. Sorry, we can't keep talking about Adult Swim. I definitely was impressed. Just I see so many people buy a classical guitar and then just strum the hell out of it right, you know what right, i mean right. so it's funny so that's where you started on the classical guitar yeah you take a little bit of classical guitar put a little philosophy major in there and then mm-hmm. we got geo pretty much yeah. uh and you said you've been you think you've been writing songs pretty much the whole time yeah ever, ever since i've had a guitar i mean that was my first big big obsession musically so you know little ditties okay cool stuff. just like it started off just what like uh two chords and you just talk exactly. about some sort of like that. Or even, actually, I did a lot of instrumental stuff coming oh. up. Um, I was really into Led Zeppelin, and they have a lot of, like, really gorgeous folk songs um, that are just instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was also really cool because they were into this, like, mysticism stuff. Um, like, um, one of the records was recorded at um, Aleister Crowley's house, the occultist dude. Just, like, spooky stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they, they went out there. When do you feel like it started, like, molding into, like, I think I have songs now? Mm, I mean, ever since I, I, in high school, I was in a band, basically, and that's when it became, like, song songs, um, like, anything with a start and an end that you can perform on stage is, like, okay, I guess this counts as a song. Um, what was the name so of your group? We were called The Axis. The um, Axis. Yeah, 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 because we really liked that Jimi Hendrix song. Okay, um, yeah. Just Ask The Axis. Which one's that one? I, Bold is Love. What were you going to, what were you going to perform today? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's called My Two Cats. It's a demo, um, but um, My Two Cat. Yeah, and yep. just so you know, we are in his apartment, and he does have two cats. Yep, yep. They kept trying to play with all my chords. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't consider the song titles final until I actually release them. Okay, yeah, um, the song so. isn't released yet or it is no 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 not yet so it might be it might change so far that's the provisionary right yeah um, as of now my two cats mm-hmm. and uh well i presume you wrote it about your cats Nah, not even it's just, <laughs> it's just like it's just vignettes okay you know just things I, w- I was thinking about at the time so it's like you'd say it's vignettes of thoughts that is it looks, yeah. a song in its first stages yeah 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 i mean i don't know it seems pretty done, done to me i don't think Good, yeah. Anywhere, but. That's the thing about it. sometimes when it feels done, it's done. You can't keep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Neil Young is a he's 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 famous for that. He's always like, I never he never gets his songs a second thought. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Like where you just throw away. I don't I don't want to do demos anymore. I just want to yeah just spit out songs. That's the I think that's a good level to be cruising at. Yeah, it's noble. You know, uh, whatever. Quality is in the content. Um, cool. Uh, and so well, it's another siren, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta get used to this. <laughs> yeah. So we got in the room, uh, in his own apartment in Spanish Harlem. It's Gio with my two cats. That man 
black and white Go I've caught in my clothes while I always gone. Goodbye, but I won't mind just as long as you keep a shrine next to my picture. So I'll just say, be good, be good, be good, be good And don't let some stupid fight Disrupt you to stir up any eye Yes, I know the desire is to blame, to blame, to blame, to blame God only knows the discomfort that That's the one. Cool. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, very dreamy. I see myself more as like a uh, like a creator of music, and there's a whole performance aspect that I always forget about, where it's like I also gotta. There's like a fitness about it, you know, where you gotta keep disciplined and um, practicing, like as if you were performing and shit. Yeah, that's part of the the stage, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good. I mean, New York's a good city to to get in the habit of performing, like every. Every couple of nights, um, especially Pete's, you know, yeah, shit like that. Tame those chops. Exactly, exactly. So it's. Uh, but you don't like part it. of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I really like. I really, really, really like making music, like writing it. Um, mm -hmm. It's endlessly pleasurable and uh, fun. I mean, fuck. Um, and I also just really like listening to music. Um, so this is all stuff I can do on my own time, you know. But like performing is like uh, it's like a different headspace yeah know? it's a necessary tool i mean to get yourself out there you know yeah exactly, exactly and you know it's yeah you got to learn how to move a crowd sure exactly but uh yeah i mean i think you've got you've, you've got a good quiet intensity when you, when i see you uh, perform live mm. um 
but yeah, so that was just a, a, a string of vignettes. Is there overall themes in there that, that, that string together, or how, how'd you write it? I don't know. I guess just like thinking about the world, thinking about yourself and like relationships. Um, you know, yeah, just like, uh, I don't know, the chorus is, is just kind of like breakup advice and like uh, wistful I'm sorry, what thinking. Was the, what was the, the chorus is like, um, don't let some stupid fight like interrupt you. Oh yeah, like don't. it's about like don't let a fight get in the way of your relationship and shit. Um, and that's like advice I wish I had told myself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fights. Life is yeah. fights. Yeah. All right, so it's a philosophy. Mm. On, it's just like introspective, you know. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the work of love. I guess yeah yeah yeah. Because it is work. Yeah, relationships are a whole ass, whole ass thing. I, I guess I can hear that uh, in there. Not, uh, there's like that tone of um well it's like you're giving the past advice so there's like a somber note to it there's like mm -hmm. a loss in it mm -hmm. um how long so how long you said you just you're just, you just turn and burn you think so how long do you think it took you to write that um that one came in sections mm -hmm. um like there was a long part where there wasn't an ending and then i just uh fucked around and got the 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 outro the yeah, instrumental bit. It's a, it's um, a smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes every song is different. So some 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 will take you years because of that because you didn't put the pieces together. But um, yeah. I don't know. The first the first part probably took a week or so, um, if even that much. And then you had to wait for the f the for the the outro yeah, to come to you. Basically, so oh, that's nice. why I like songwriting so much. Is just especially with like shit like uh, voice memos on your iPhone. Um, is like you can just tuck those demos away for like months and months and months and then revisit them. Yeah, I think um, I have like a hundred I've never actually listened to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I did, I'd be like, oh, but you know, that's my problem. I'm not good at listening back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, was that a memo on your phone that you listened back to? I mean, I guess it was a compilation of memos, right? Yeah. Um, you write it piece by piece. But you do um, definitely listen back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm kind of in my life I like to declutter things. Mm. Um and I have when I have too many like emails stacking up that are unread, I try to, I just churn through that shit. So mm. So that's a recent song you wrote? Yeah, yeah. I'd say the summer. This summer you wrote it. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, you're just waiting to cut it uh and, and put it out there. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do have you have stuff on Spotify. Yeah, I got plenty of stuff. Uh, um Yeah. Yeah, I did I did an album earlier this year. Um, of covers of um, uh, songs Ohio. Um, there's like uh, uh, their record, their their album. The first album came out 25 years ago. Oh, really? And yeah. God. Um, and I really was really inspired by that. So I thought I could do like a rearrangement of the songs. I guess I um, am getting old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that that was the last album. But before that. Oh, sorry. So you was you said it's a new arrangement. You, you re yeah, yeah. So like I just take the songs because they're mostly like just a dude and a guitar. Mm -hmm. um, so I just uh, sort of do my own take on on these tracks because um, I've learned so much from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I mean, the main goal really was to sort of like um, learn the guy's songs like really well and mm -hmm. like get to the root of it and figure out why he puts certain like verses next to certain choruses or whatever, or how he figure, figures out his instrumentals. I'm just really inspired by the guy, Jason Molina. 
um, and it just means so much to me um, that I use it as a tool to sort of like learn the songwriting techniques. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. It's on yeah. Spotify. Your your G I O. Yes, all all caps. All caps. And, and uh, that album's called White Sulfur. White Sulfur. Check it out. You live in Spanish Harlem. Where did you live before here? Immediately before, I was in Puerto Rico. I was with family um, during the pandemic. Oh, okay. So that's like a good year and a half, two years. Yeah. Yep. In Puerto Rico, huh? Mm. Your family's they own own house out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, grandparents. Grandparents, okay. And immediate parents, yeah. Family and aunts and uncles. A ton oh, of people are retiring to Puerto Rico now. Okay, so oh, your parents' parents are out there. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's got to be hard, or is it easier? My parents' parents. <laughs> or you know, having your parents. I can't tell if it's harder or easier having parents so far away. Oh, I don't know. I mean, my, my grandfather did pass, and so I know that was tough on family who were far, farther away. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited to have my parents uh, in Puerto Rico and um, be able to visit them. And I don't know. I mean, I have such strong feelings about the island in general. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's such an important part of my life that um, any more reason to visit there, um, any stronger attachment, you know. Yeah, okay. My life, I'll take it. Um, I mean, do you uh, do you ever see yourself living out there again? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. If I could get a job out there, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, or you get paid to record out there. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what was that like in the pandemic? Did you write any through writing through the the pandemic in Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. Did you do a lot of songwriting out there? Hell yeah! Finished an album out there. Um, that was that was called Volume One, and it's just like these uh, these instrumentals, like ambient songs. Okay. I tried to make it really uh, like, you know, like Tim Hecker or like uh, like noise type music, ambient stuff. Like lo-fi-y. Um, lo-fi, but also mix in some like instrumental guitar stuff, like mm. pretty stuff. Actually, I'll put, I can play track off of that one. Yeah, so it's like a mix of like glitch music and like electronic stuff and like what field recordings, like, um, but also like guitar compositions. So it's an it's, it's instrumental album and I want it to be you know, the first in a series of, of instrumental albums that I just get in the practice of producing. That's um, a, so that's why I call it Volume One. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do I want to? Should we hear one from it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to tune. Like in a. Oh, it's a different tuning. I think I think I got it though. So what's what's the tuning on your guitar for this? Oh, I don't even know, dude. I just. <laughs> um... So for this, you tuned your guitar to a tuning that you know you just made up by ear. Yeah. A lot of them, most of them are like that, honestly. Unless they're like very similar to the other ones. That is very interesting. So you, f- you feel, and you feel, you feel confident with where you're at with each finger, but all the, all the chords are, or all the strings are in a, in a completely different tuning than anything you've ever practiced on? I mean, I practice with them in the same tuning, but. But um, it's like, it's not like the standard. No, it's not. It's not E A whatever the fuck. Um, I I'm in that often, but um, I have to. I mean, depending on what it's what the song demands, basically. You know, oh yeah. What I'm tuning it to. So I gotta they, get my tuning game up. That's impressive in a way that I don't understand. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, just like. I that's funny because I don't know because I feel like you you gotta get trained structured so hard and you're thinking about the strings, but then you just made up your own tuning. Yeah. I mean that's. That's pretty complex. You wrote this in uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, what's this one called? Uh, fuck. Um, I 
This one. It's on volume one. It's on volume one. <laughs> it is called. Oh yes, uh, slow goodbye. Slow goodbye. Slow All right. goodbye. Yes, yeah, uh, instrumental. Written. The sons of Puerto Rico. The sons of Puerto Rico. All right, cool. Yeah, this is Gio with slow goodbye. And I was like, <laughs> like you, you like pulled me out of a trance. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely succumbing music. So you're in Puerto Rico. Were you working or were you just like hunkered down? Um, I was finishing up my masters. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, 
but that was that wasn't real at all. That was uh, a farce because it was on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, yeah, I got my I bachelor's on Zoom. Right. But no, I was I was surfing and smoking weed and writing <laughs> songs and driving up and down the island. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's that song came out. It's very nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, this is this was Geo. Check his stuff out on Spotify. You got anything coming up like in a month or so? I mean, this will probably be out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, I got nothing, man. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I could I could talk about Strawberry Moon Records is a record label I run. Strawberry Moon Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bunch of people on the East Coast, but also like Montreal and and uh, Portland. Very um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Check out Geo and. Strawberry Moon, and uh, keep listening to this podcast. You know, uh, every Tuesday, songs from a room. Uh, keep listening to Geo. Geo, thanks for being on it with me. Of course, me. thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me in your your lovely home. It's a very beautiful studio apartment, uh, aesthetically decorated uh, with, with art. Uh, thanks for listening. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye.